Well, hey there. Welcome to the People Gardener podcast. I'm Rhonda Delaney, your host, also known as the People Gardener. Thrilled to put this podcast together to help small business owners, new business owners, frustrated business owners, and aspiring leaders, whether they're inside business or outside. Each week, we bring you some actionable steps so that you can actually improve your skill as a leader. That's what we're about. We're here to help you become a better leader by giving you access to lots of different perspectives. The guests are varied. We're thrilled to have them. Get out your pen, get out your paper, and be ready to learn. Every single episode, you're going to be able to take something away that you can implement. Are you ready? Let's get to work. Today, we have a, a lady that has over 30 years experience as a dynamic educator, a professional speaker, and a certified life coach with experience in crisis intervention and family life education. And she speaks and educates and coaches mid-managers on handling conflict effectively. She helps organizations understand personality differences, boundary setting, and starting a difficult conversation, which are the foundation of creating collaborative cultures. And I, I am so into this particular talk. When I asked if she, Monique, if she would title it, what would it be? And hers was Building Better Business Boundaries. So welcome, Monique. I'm so excited to have you here because as a new leader, this is something that everyone has to become comfortable with. So tell us how well, to set all, a boundary and what a boundary is. <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations if you're a new leader. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we, need, we need new leaders. We need, we need vibrant people with great ideas. So that's an exciting thing to be a part of. Uh, and uh, what I wanted to do is first talk about what a boundary is or how, what it kind of looks like. I love and, clarity. Yeah, I, I love um, I love using the analogy of a road. And when you're on a road, uh, sometimes it's just like a simple road where there's like uh, the the dashes in the middle. You can just cross that and go to the other side and go around a car. Or there's two straight lines. So you know you're not supposed to cross that. So now you know what the rules are, right? Mm -hmm. And then the third one would be if you're on a highway and there's a barrier that stops you from going on the other side. So those are kind of like the three different styles of boundaries. The first one is you don't really have a boundary. You let people come in on your side, you let you you cross into other people's boundaries. You don't really have a sense of staying in your lane. And then uh, and then there's uh, and then the, the ones that that res like respect those double lines are sort of like the ones that are doing it right. And then anyone who wants to cross that barrier is going to get into a lot of trouble. But there are people who put up such rigid boundaries, such rigid barriers, nothing gets done. Because now it's like, this is the way it must be. So for it to be healthy, just like the best roads to drive down is where people are respecting the lines, the rules, and they have some flexibility where if there's a need to cross, there's no barrier to cross, it and we can get back in our lane 
that's kind of how I see boundaries. And I find people really like that as a, as an idea as to what boundaries should look like. That's a, that's an awesome visual because I know it's so easy for all of us to see the dotted line is okay. There's some freedom there, but when there's a solid line, okay, I need to respect this while it is there, but there's potential for the dotted line to come back into play and then I can move. Exactly. Yeah. So when people are, when we think about boundaries, we have to see, ask ourselves, how do we have them? Like if we have an open door policy, we may never get any work done. So if we have an open door policy, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 10 to noon, now we have the, the dotted line with restrictions. And right. so that's how people, when they're thinking about their boundaries, how am I setting up my schedule? How am I setting up my time to others? Am I letting other people decide what my agenda is? So we really have to think in terms of, well, what feels right and what feels wrong? And feelings is a big part of this. Now, this can be harder for some people than others, the feelings part, yeah. because how do we know if our boundaries are being crossed and their needs are being forced upon us is through the acronym FOG, F-O-G. And so simply F stands for fear. Am I saying yes out of fear? Because I, I, I will fear reprisals. I will fear uh, rejection. So if we're always saying yes, because we have a fear, then we really need to be aware of that and say, oh, I need to work on this because that's not a good reason to say yes all the time. Second reason not to say yes would be a feeling of obligation. Oh, well, he did me that favor once. And he keeps reminding me he did me that favor once. <laughs> and so then we feel obligated to say yes when we really don't have to say yes, right? If it doesn't fit in our, in our job title, in our job description. And of course, the third one, the G stands for guilt. If we're doing things because they won't like me, again, that's fear of uh, rejection too, but it's the, the guilt, like I, I'm imposing myself on them. We really have to take a look, a step back and see if we need to be working on our self-esteem or our confidence so that we really understand what is it that we're supposed to do and what's it that we don't need to do. And if we don't need to do it and it's not, in, it's not really our job, then we really must ask ourselves, am I operating out of fear, obligation, or guilt that I'm always saying yes, and now my agenda is completely overloaded with people crying on my shoulders when they should be doing their jobs or whatever it is. So boundaries are really important uh, to be an effective leader. Right. Yeah. I, uh, as, you, as you're talking, what's coming into my mind is we have to be self-aware. We have to be mindful exactly. about how we are answering and why we are answering the way we're answering. And is that answer going to serve us? Is it going to serve the other person? Is it going to serve the country or company? Does it make sense? That's right. Because right. we really want good outcomes. Yeah. And sometimes we, we want to take the shortcut and not have to face that person who might be annoyed with us or whatever. And by taking that shortcut, we have just set 
uh, a, a set a new habit in that person, a new pattern of behavior. So the sooner we can set that boundary, the better. But even if we haven't done it in the beginning, it's okay to say, you know what, I should have said something. Let me let me tell you now, and I apologize that I didn't, and set that boundary as quickly as possible because it really uh, sets a model for everyone. Also, like when we have good boundaries, so do our employees. So they'll have better outcomes. They'll be more productive if everyone has a model of healthy boundaries. And it really starts with the leader. Are their boundaries solid? And well-boundaried people are just more successful. It's, uh, oh, I, I just know all, all these, new, these new leaders, how difficult it is yes. for most to set boundaries because they're feeling like they need to be all things to all people and they, they need to help. They need to organize. They need to do all those things. And I know that for a new leader, one of the greatest challenges is delegating. Yes. Right? Because they're feeling like if I delegate, people are going to think I'm lazy or they're going to think that I don't know how to do it or that I don't yeah. want to do it, all of those types of things. And yet, boundaries helps you make the decision to move things off. Exactly. And delegating is really, it should be part of every job. And, and um, it wasn't so long ago, I was working with a client and uh, this, a manager, uh, an executive director, and her employee was always uh, walking away from her responsibility. And she was always rescuing her because she likes her as a person. But... <laughs> She, so she was actually doing her own job and her employee's job most of the time and wondered why she was so tired. So, you know, and so it is, it, but for her, it was like, I need to prove myself to the ones at the top. So I need to make sure that her job is being done right. And by worrying about her job being done right, this person was taking advantage of her kindness and her kind-heartedness because she's like super nice. Um, and so it, it, it is, setting boundaries is not a natural for just anyone. And um, I'm a little gray-haired lady, so I'm of a generation where, you know, women just didn't have the same rights. And I was raised by a mother who had, you know, was very compliant. And so when leaders are having to take on that role, it can be uncomfortable. And it's something that may be unfamiliar, but uncomfortable is how you learn. It's how you grow. It's right. We got to get out of our comfort zone. So, um, so I wanted to share uh, basically three. Uh, you'd ask me for three things, so I thought okay. we would do AIR as our as our acronym. AIR. A I R. Okay. So the first thing we want to do is audit. We want to audit what is motivating us to acquiesce to their demands to uh, or not to block their behaviors, not to say stop it. And that's where fog comes in. So A is where we do the fog self-awareness, sort okay. of like, where am I? So we really do need to take that time to do that. And the I would be to identify, well, what is the relationship? So if we're the leader, we can be looking at people above us or we can be looking at people below us the relationships will be different. Clearly, we're not going to be able to stand our ground as easily with a boss if there are possible re repercussions. So we really have to look at building that relationship and also building the relationship going down. So 
when uh, and only you can determine what the culture of the company is that you're in or what uh, what is normally happening there. But you have to determine uh, like what's the relationship, what's the quality of the relationship, and how will this impede me from moving forward. I really see. That. I really see your analogy of the road. Mm -hmm. And the lines and the dotted lines on the road coming into play here as you're, as, as you are setting boundaries up, upwards, yes. Yes. you would probably have more dotted lines because you yes. needed more flexibility versus down or peers, you know, uh, uh, lateral, there, there would be more times where there would be a solid line. And there would have to be. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is obviously when we're onboarding new people, uh, we do have to have more of a dotted line because we're teaching them, right? So we do need to make ourselves more available. And we're going to look at their personality. I mean, some people seem to need a lot of hand-holding and they need to, and that's fine. We, we have to make that decision if we have time for that, right? And, uh, but yes, you're right. We would not be putting uh, the big brick barrier between us and the boss. Right. But we may have to put one around a certain individual whose behaviors may not be uh, helping this company. Right. shall we say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so like containing certain behaviors like an angry person or someone who's disrespectful or now with all the, the, the racial unrest that we're seeing like that type of thing there's that that calls for a brick barrier <laughs> like you don't cross that line so so we need to know what those lines are within the culture of our company we'll get you know a lot of people don't realize they'll get a lot of information from hr what about the culture of the company what do what normally happens like if there's a new leader and they're thinking well who do i ask about this if your if your boss is not available maybe they have a upper barrier i don't know but if your boss isn't available or you don't feel comfortable you can go to a lower level to kind of get a sense as to what goes on in this company so that you know that your boundaries are in keeping with the culture of the company right and you have to feel good about it too yeah. right yeah yeah uh and then uh the third one air is to resolve it so you do need to take an action <laughs> so oh, the action really? yeah on. Yeah. So once we've done that audit and we figured out, well, you know, how do I feel about this? Why, why am I reacting like this? What is this triggering in me? We have to do that kind of self, uh, uh, self thinking or that then we have to make a decision. And it may be that we decide, well, I'm just going to adapt to this person's behaviors because they need to stay here or might be my boss. <laughs> so I need to that's what I can do. I can adapt to this. If that's not working, then um, you you need you might have to change your behavior, like make an alteration in the way you're addressing them or your. So, in other words, especially if you're going down, you've got someone where you tried, you know, like being really sweet about it and just being very and giving examples, and you know, but you realize, well, they kind of just went over their head. Well, then you might have to change alter your behavior by being a little bit less diplomatic and being more direct. Uh, and and setting stronger boundaries with that person if they if they they're looking for the the edges all the time right that's what we do we look for the edges and uh, unfortunately if that doesn't work someone might have to leave that it comes down to that we have to look at 
how is this affecting productivity? How is this affecting the outcomes of the long-term plans of the company? And so sometimes we do have to leave because we don't fit in with this culture. I mean, for whatever reason, we, we don't fit in with this culture and I cannot change the culture. I've, I've tried uh, accepting it and adapting to it. I've tried changing it, saying what needs to happen. Maybe it's time for me to leave. So knowing what our boundaries are means that we know what our values are. We know how we are meant to be treated. And that's what we start demanding from people. Mm. And, and you know, and I love that you call yourself the people gardener because when I think of leaving, sometimes we have to weed the garden. Sometimes we do have to take people out because they're not a fit because of behaviors. And I'm not talking about uh, people like, you know, we, we all have our, our problems, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm saying there has to be an adaptation. So if, if something is going on with someone, we give them opportunities to grow. We give, we do what we have to do. We don't leave right off the cuff and we don't throw anyone out off the yeah. cuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's, it's kind of like, uh, I, as you were, as you were talking, I was thinking of that common uh, definition of insanity. <laughs> right, doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. And so when you're setting and when you're when you're setting your boundary, if if the result, the result that you had, right, the action that you've taken is not resulting in a change that's headed in the direction that you're desiring that change right. to be, then you can't keep that same boundary. You can't well, I shouldn't say that you can keep that same boundary, but you might have to express it in a different way so that it is understood. That and it really depends. For change. Yeah. yeah, it really depends who the recipient of yeah. the communication yeah. is, right? I mean, we've, uh, we've all seen it, whether we're training dogs, raising kids, or have a team, there's, you know, even in the same family, you'll see six kids with six different kinds of personalities oh, this kid you just sure. have to like look at them and you know and say what did you just do and they go oh i'm so sorry and this other one says yeah what about it so we we have to approach them differently right <laughs> that's my three daughters they are so different so different. right and so we do have to as leaders we have to be adaptable to these different personalities. I mean, I remember having a secretary where I sat her down and I said, please don't make me be the bad guy here. Just do it. And she went, okay, fine. But she was a very stubborn person and I pointed it out, you know, yeah. and, and she, she, she was able to do it. I love that. What did you say? It was uh, not in touch with the, 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 the doing the same thing, expecting different results. Yeah. Um, I call that being del delusional. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So like I, I talked about the three actions. One of them is adapting and the other one is changing, altering something in our behaviors or in the environment. And the third one is leaving. And those are the three healthy options. But there is another option. And that is you can be delusional and think, well, I'll just keep doing the same thing. Like you said, maybe if I'm nicer, they'll be nicer to me and they won't get so angry or maybe, you know, so that's a delusional thinking. No, we have to do something a little bit different than what we've been doing. Yeah. If we and, want to be. And it's, it, it takes courage to yeah. stand in your values and to stand in your in your boundaries and the challenge for leaders is to find a way to present that boundary in a way that the 
person receives it, that roadblocks don't go up, that walls don't go up, that, that, you know, they become angry or disengaged, that kind of thing. And so it does, I, I love your, uh, love that audit piece of it yeah. like okay why do I feel even that I need where to set a boundary like yeah. where is where is this coming from yeah. and is it necessary because that is a responsibility of a leader is yeah. like no you you don't set boundaries just because you're the boss or you have the title and you can set them yeah like, they have to be functional there, there has to be a reason well, it has to improve the situation. Otherwise, you're kind of wasting an awful lot of energy. And yeah. I think leaders, good leaders tend to be a little on the lazy side. They only need to do, they only do what they need to do. <laughs> and so, you know, and, 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 and their vision takes over their, their mind and they just don't have time to be wasting with people who are crossing their boundaries. I had read this thing, it was so interesting, it was Richard Branson, and someone had contacted his, his assistant, and they wanted him to come and speak at this big event. And they, were, they said, uh, how much does he want? And, and the woman said, I'm sorry, he only he's only going to be doing three types of projects these day, this year, and he's not doing speaking. He's not doing any conventions, any conferences, nothing. And he says, no, no, I don't think you understand. We really want him. What does he want? Does he want a million dollars? He just has to name his price. And she says, oh, I'm sorry. I guess I didn't explain myself properly, but he's only doing three projects and that does not happen to be in one of them. And she just kept repeating it over and over again. And this guy was getting so annoyed saying, just name his price. He doesn't have a price. It's not on his agenda. <laughs> it was yeah. simple, right? And I thought, well, if Richard Branson can do that, right? Yeah. We should all be doing that saying, yeah this is where I'm focusing my energy. I'm not wasting it. Even if it's a million dollars, he decided he wasn't going to, no, 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 no. This doesn't matter with prices. These are my projects this year as a leader. And well, and it's easy for leaders to get off in the weeds and not, yeah. not yeah. keep the, the bigger, broader picture, right? You've got people coming at you day in, day out, and you, you need to carve out that time, that quiet time so that, you can do the organization so that you can delegate yeah. so that you can have your team um, functioning like a well-oiled machine and that only happens when there's boundaries when everybody knows what their role is knows what their task is they have everything they need to do it and we're just we're rolling along and everybody's right. engaged and and, happy. and and you know boundaries need to be somewhat flexible so as long as communication is is healthy in a workplace then if we, if, you know, if we just sit there and I mean, we're seeing that right now with the pandemic where people are not communicating with one another and it's causing some serious, serious problems. And we need to see it uh, in our, in our businesses too. And right now with people, a lot of people, my neighbor said he's never going to go back to the office. They've just decided it's going to be stay at home forever. Now the leadership has had to change their way of communicating and they've had to change how the boundaries work yeah. because it's a different environment. Yeah. So we do need to adapt. So the boundaries changed and there will be a lot of changes moving forward as as our environment changes, as our politics change, there will be changes. So boundaries mean having a certain amount of adaptability. But like you said, and like what we've been discussing, knowing our values and knowing our value 
yes. is so critical and saying, I'm going to set this boundary and it's, it's for the betterment of myself and the organization right. because you can't follow someone who's overwhelmed. A leader is who is overwhelmed because they haven't said no, they can't lead you. They're just overwhelmed. Yeah. So to be a good leader, we need to have good boundaries. Awesome. Okay. So if you would, as we close up here, just mm -hmm. reiterate the, um, your two acronyms, because I think it's great to, to, to leave our listeners with those two acronyms that they can actually stop and think about those as they're, as they're going through, through their day. So let's start okay. with FOG. Okay. So FOG is during the audit stage, which is fear, obligation, or guilt. So while we're auditing ourselves, we are figuring that out. And then the I is really identifying the relationship. So it's like, where are we? <laughs> like, where does this need to go? Right? <laughs> like, and then the third you're talking, one. You're talking about the relationship with the person that you are considering placing this boundary with correct yeah so like if there's if there's boundaries being crossed we need to be communicating with the person but to determine how to communicate with them is you have to really take some time to identify what type of relationship you're meant to have with this person yeah. and and also identifying the culture of the company that you're in so so auditing yourself your own thing uh identifying the company and the relationships you have within them and then you can start planning on how to resolve it which is uh, you're either going to adapt or you're going to change something uh in the environment or in, in the, your behaviors or possibly uh, someone will have to leave. Yeah. Awesome. I, I love the clarity and the simplicity of those because uh, it's steps. It's a, it's a process. Okay, here's step one. I need to do this. And now I'm going to move on to this and move on to that. And yeah. that really, to me, um, is the epitome of a boundary. Like it's, it makes sense. Okay, now it's the building block. Now I have the boundary, whatever it is, because I've, I've gone through those steps. Yeah. Well, and if we can remember that analogy of the road, we kind of get a sense of there should be a, a solid boundary here, or no, this person needs to be able to reach out to me, but maybe I need to make it like a dotted line with some straight lines, yeah. like throughout my day or my week with this person. So that's how we can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing this. This is great, actionable information that our new leaders will be able to uh, implement. So appreciate it. Thanks so much again. So great. Thanks, Saranda. Yeah. Okay, folks, that's it for this week. We'll chat again next week. Well, now, wasn't that informative? Thanks so much for listening to the People Gardener podcast. Please feel free to follow me on Instagram at The People Gardener and also on LinkedIn. It's Rhonda Delaney on LinkedIn. If you haven't already downloaded my 25 ways to be interested, the core foundational element of leadership, go to rhondadelaney.com 
forward slash workbook. It's a workbook and a challenge. Thanks so much again for listening. We'll see you again next week.